0: Offer professional resources, magic, practical made tools, made and inspiring conversations magic. to Let's teachers and parents in their quest in for the excellent sea, education. And
1: the
0: Welcome to Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Corey Adams and I'll be your host today. We're joined by first and second grade teacher Craig Deutsch. Craig received his BS in early childhood education at the College of Charleston. He's worked in the preschool at the Early Childhood Development Center at College of Charleston as well as at Etz Hayim Synagogues Preschool in Roswell, Georgia. Craig has been teaching in Odyssey classrooms since 2013. His professional development projects have focused on cultivating grit and empowering students to develop strong organizational skills using visual organizers and cues. Craig, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, we're so happy to have you in the studio with us. And we're going to talk today about how teachers can bring their interests into the classroom. So I'm wondering if you might begin by sharing the exercise with us that you asked our teachers to do.
1: So, as teachers were getting settled in the meeting, I asked them to be sharing about their interests and what is bringing them joy in their personal lives. And I was asking them to do this in small groups to get them talking and just getting them excited about what's going on for them in their life.
0: Yeah, it's kind of leading me to why why you chose this topic. So can you talk a little about that?
1: Last year, we did an art unit in our class, and it was so successful that we wanted to do another art unit but we have first and second graders in our class, and we didn't want the, the rising second graders to have to do the same exact unit, so we chose to do an art around the world unit. And as excited as I was to start the unit, I quickly lost interest and was just not feeling very excited about the unit. And luckily, my co-teacher ended up doing a lot of the research and the project planning and really stepped up to take over teaching that unit
0: so what i love about that is the flexibility of just getting some time to self-reflect and have a sense of what isn't working for you and i know teaching is a profession and not just a career and we really hear a lot of talk in the education world about teachers often public school teachers leaving the profession and it sounds like this topic is really born and you're thinking about it is born out of your desire to really love the time that you spend with your students.
1: Exactly, I really want to figure out how to continue to build these connections and relationships with my students and the way to do that authentically is to bring in the things that I love and find joy in.
0: Yeah, can you maybe give us some examples? So I know we heard the art unit second time around was not working for you and where did you go from there?
1: After our art unit, we started the year with our independent research projects. So we often do an example research project for our class. And we have a lot of students who are interested in music this year and music is one of my passions. So I ended up, We Selma and I both decided to do a, a unit on music and I got to do research about musicians and music genres and the evolution of music genres and how musicians were connected with one another and it's just been really exciting and inspiring to bring in those interests in the various ways that we get to.
0: Are there other moments in the classroom where you give this same kind of issue consideration? So I know for you, organization is um, a really strong piece, and I'm wondering, yeah, are there other times, other ways that you do that same kind of thinking?
1: Well, in regards to uh, organization, I personally like to be organized, so we have students put their work in folders and organize it by completed and incomplete work. We also have responsibilities where students are helping us take care of our classroom. But in my other interests involve um, like a comic of the week. So we have some students who are interested in graphic novels and Calvin and Hobbes. And uh-huh. so every week I will post a different school-related comic of Calvin and Hobbes on the board and students will have to find some some time where they can just kind of peek at that comic and get a laugh which is I enjoyed a witness seeing them find time to read them
0: you and your co-teacher do you kind of do this as a process together too so as you're reviewing and planning for the new year is that a consideration for you how you're both feeling in terms of the units that you're choosing and your interest in them
1: Definitely in regards to our units, we will brainstorm units. We actually have already started brainstorming our units for next year and making sure that we're both interested in them. In terms of kind of the small little ways that I bring my interest in, the comic of the week is one example where that was my own idea and I'm solely responsible for that. Another way is our cleanup song, so every week that changes. And that was born (laughs) out of... Uh, last year we played Here Comes the Sun, but we do a cleanup song every day. And after the second week, students were like, really, this song again? <laughs> so I uh, started finding a way to choose a new song every week that was about three minutes long, for which was enough time to clean up. And that's enjoyable to me, too, because it's kind of like... What's my mood that week? Mm -hmm. What's going on for me? What's the weather like? We did a winter song a couple weeks ago when it actually started getting cold. So that's just another way.
0: I'm just curious, do the students ever get to pick a song or have a relationship to what the song is?
1: Not usually, but I take their interest into consideration. So one Mm of our students is studying the Beatles for his independent research project. And so this week, I chose to do a Beatles song. Mm
0: Cool. Yeah, I can imagine some teachers listening today who might be like, oh, I don't, I don't want my students to know about my personal life, or that makes me uncomfortable feeling, especially, I think, for teachers whose students are older. But I'm wondering if you could talk just about your own idea around what the value is. So really, even most of all, from a curricular standpoint or an education standpoint.
1: There is a great TED Talk, and I'm not remembering the name of the woman. So
0: maybe we'll look for it and put it in the liner notes.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Who speaks about her relationships with her students. And that's what teaching is all about, because when Mm. you build those relationships, you build confidence and you build connection and then students feel safe to take risks and do the hard work that is sometimes required with learning. And building those relationships with the connections to my personal life allows the students to see me as a whole human. Yeah. And so I think when they can see me as a whole human, then there's trust that can be built for some of the tough learning.
0: Yeah, I, I, love that. And I, what I appreciate about that response is that you made time in your presentation to really address the question. And in, in the particular room, you were talking primarily to white teachers about what you do if your own individual interests are really primarily white or Eurocentric, if we're looking through that lens and, and, just taking a few moments, can you talk about why having an awareness about those kinds of issues could be important?
1: Well, I think that in our community, we have a primarily white community, but it's not solely a white community. And there was a presentation in the past few weeks about, from another teacher, about sowing seeds of thinking otherwise, where she was referring to thinking outside of the colonial model in terms of the educational practice and how to share these different views of history and different perspectives of who's writing history and who's not sure. writing history and who's left out of the process. And because I'm a white male, I a lot of my interests tend to fit into that category of white men. So music, there's a large uh, underrepresentation of women in music, in the music industry, and um, same with people of color. And our resources that we have in the classroom are often primarily Eurocentric. And so in our process of choosing books for our classroom and the types of music that I'm choosing to play, oftentimes it's by white male artists. In our art unit, we really strived to have a representation, of a fair representation of different artists. And even in that goal, we still, only out of 12 artists that we studied, we three of them were women, five of those were people of color, and out of the five, two of those were women. So there was still only... There was a quarter of the artists that we studied were women, and part of that was based on the resources available. Sure. We like to have children's books where the students can do some of their researching on their own mm-hmm. and enjoy it on their own, and there's there's not enough resources available right now for there to be a wider representation of artists.
0: Mm-hmm. So the bigger piece that I'm hearing is It's really important to be real with your students and to find connection through those authentic moments and also to have balance.
1: Exactly. And one of the ways that we were real with our students was we read a story that had witches as the antagonists. And so after we read the story, we had a group discussion about how witches or people who work with herbs and nature objects, have been portrayed in the media and also another way that we've been real is when we did our art unit we sat them down and talked about the artists that we were choosing to represent and how even though as hard as we tried we most of the people that we found were white males and so just starting to open their awareness to who's portrayed in history and who is left out would create this beginning of, of this awareness. So sowing these seeds of thinking outside of the colonial model.
0: How powerful. I'm wondering, were the kids reflecting about that? Were you able to really hear them taking in a metacognitive way, them taking that information in?
1: Absolutely. I think kids are way more perceptive than we often give them credit for. And the students In their sharing, before we got into the conversation, we were just asking them to notice who have we studied and what do they look like? And they were able to put the words to Mm -hmm. it's men and white Mm -hmm. men often. And I think that we only get so far with our conversations. I mean, the kids are only seven and eight years old, but they're starting to think about these things.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm wondering if you have resources that you could direct people to when they're thinking about that, or if not resources, maybe just what the process is for you when you're trying to determine a direction to go.
1: I can speak to our process, and when we are doing a unit that involves people, we try to think about those people that aren't necessarily obviously represented. So whether or not we know examples of people who are not represented, we keep that in mind and just go from there and start that research. Mm -hmm. In terms of specific resources, one of the great things right now about what's happening in education is the number of resources that are being published that show a wide range of people and protagonists in the stories. So mm-hmm. there are a ton of lists that have specific elements of underrepresented groups. Mm-hmm. So books about a positive body image or books w- with a person of color as the lead character mm-hmm. written by a person of color. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of of lists available with resources.
0: And just to circle back around, I'm curious if we, we often don't make prescriptive advice, but... Um, What do you think if a teacher comes back to the material that they've taught and they're feeling kind of done with it or uninspired by it, what would the recommendation be? I
1: think the exercise that I started the teachers with was helpful because it was getting them to think about what brings them joy and brings them life Mm -hmm. that isn't related to school at all. And then I asked them, at the end of the presentation, how that they could bring those interests into the classroom more. So just without even thinking about school, what brings you excitement and then working from there.
0: Great, so that's a lovely place to leave our listeners with is thinking about what brings you excitement and how to bring it into your work in the classroom. So thank you, Craig, for joining us today in the studio. Thanks for having me. And for our listeners, come back next week for another incredible Best Practices in Education. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gergarian. And the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away. Cloud. we'll go down to odyssey we'll learn
1: some cool new things and new opportunities because
0: odyssey is made of magic made of magic made of magic odyssey is made Oh, wait, we're rolling. <laughs> I didn't know. As well as... as at, oh,
1: God. It's Heim, Chaim. <laughs> like, the Chaim. It's
0: Heim, which still doesn't sound as good, but...
1: And same with our art unit. We really st- strove... Strived? Strove.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was strove, but...
1: <laughs> we really... St- in our art unit we really strove to <laughs> that have
0: rivers laughing. Just start over.
1: In our art unit, we really strove to have a, a... Nope,
0: it strived. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to hear it a few more times.